Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. You're surrounded. I'm surrounded. And there's a gigantic mistake happening right now with the thinkers on the right and i'm going to explain exactly what that mistake is i'm going to explain the future of our movement and we have athletes and politicians talking about what happened at the capitol that's just as brilliant as you think all that's coming up right now and i'm right you're surrounded that's the bad news there's plenty of bad news But there is some good news out there, and this whole opening of my show tonight is not necessarily going to be for you or me. It's going to be a message to the politicians and pundits on the right. It's not about the left. And you and I have to understand this. The left is what it is. They're not going to change. Leftism is a religion of domination. It is not a political ideology. They're going to spend the next two, four years clinching down their power, surrounding you more, isolating you, freezing you out of society. We know they're going to do that. And that's not not being doom and gloom. That's what they're going to do. They're already starting. We're going to go over some of that right now. What the right must do 
is figure out going forward what the people actually want. Figure out what Donald Trump actually was. Figure out what he wasn't. Figure out why the people chose Trump. I still see, especially from people who live, work, and worship in the D.C. area, on the right, I see so much confusion about Donald Trump, why the people pick Trump, where we're going now. Oh, Trump's gone. We have to purge Trumpism. Trump, 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 Trump. It's not about Donald Trump. I've been explaining to them what it is about and what it's going to be going forward. Now, first of all, let's address what's happening right now. You and I are surrounded, right? Well, Michelle Obama, of course, has to jump in. She had this to say about big tech censoring Donald Trump. And let me be clear. I could go down a long list of the people on the right who've already been run off of big tech platforms just recently. They're going to do this more and more because the left views this as an opportunity to make sure Trump never happens again. Michelle Obama had this to say, quote, now is the time for Silicon Valley companies to stop enabling this monstrous behavior and go even further than they have already by permanently banning this man from their platforms and putting in place policies to prevent their technology from being used by nation's leaders to fuel insurrection. And then, of course, she can't stop there. The former first lady who race baits worse than anybody I've ever seen. This summer's Black Lives Matter protests were an overwhelmingly peaceful movement. Actually, people murdered and uh, people were murdered and looting and burning. But anyway, our nation's largest demonstrations ever, bringing people together of every race and class and encouraging millions to re-examine their own assumptions and behavior. Let's let's be real clear about something. Black Lives Matter is a domestic terrorist organization, and they've killed more black people in the last year alone than the KKK has in decades. It's a despicable group of commies. That's what they are. So let's just set that aside for now. But these are the companies who have already banned Trump, and they're all gearing up to ban him permanently. A lot of these are, you know, suspended indefinitely. But you see them. Maybe you've seen some of these companies before. But it goes beyond that. It's a lot more than Donald Trump and Donald Trump on social media. It's also about you on social media, me on social media. Social media is powerful. Maybe you don't use it. Maybe you use it all the time. But it is powerful. Social media is powerful because all the powerful people think it's important. Politicians think it's important. Foreign politicians think it's important. Our FBI thinks it's important. Hollywood. These people do have influence, and they look at what happens on there. It matters. It's a way for you to speak to all of them. Never before in history. I mean, you can complain about social media all you want, but never in history have you personally been able to talk to the President of the United States. You've never talked to the President of the United States. You you could right now, at least until they ran him off. That's power. That's letting the people have a voice. And that's why the left wants you out of there, because they know it's power. Now, you remember the law enforcement response to Black Lives Matter, Antifa, burning, looting, and murdering all summer long, right? That pathetic response. They were held back in virtually every city. Mayors told them to basically be hands-off. There were times where they really just took over and the cops just stood by. Well, here's what we're getting from House Homeland Homeland Security Chair Benny Thompson This is about the Capitol rioters. Quote, Given the heinous domestic terrorist attack on the U.S. Capitol yesterday, I am urging the Transportation Security Administration and the Federal Bureau of Investigation to use their authorities to add the names of all identified individuals in the attack to the federal no-fly list and keep them off planes. This should include all individuals identified as having entered the Capitol building, an intrusion which threatened the safety of members of Congress and staff and served as an attack on our nation. We're going to ban people from flying? And look, I'll tell you something. I don't like domestic terrorism. Why are these people domestic terrorists and the Black Lives Matter Antifa people who took over police precincts? They're not even in jail today. This is what I'm talking about. This view, this feeling that's spreading through society of injustice, it's getting worse and it's getting worse and it's getting worse and everything the system is doing is making that feeling worse. 
everything they're doing is pouring gasoline on the fire. And it's more than that. Senator Josh Hawley had a book coming out. Simon & Schuster was going to be the publisher of it. I'm sure you've heard of Simon & Schuster. They're huge. Um, Here's what they had to say. After witnessing the disturbing, deadly insurrection that took place on Wednesday in Washington, D.C., Simon & Schuster has decided to cancel publication of Senator Josh Hawley's forthcoming book, The Tyranny of Big Tech. We did not come to this decision lightly. As a publisher, it will always be our mission to amplify a variety of voices and viewpoints. At the same time, we take seriously our large public responsibility as citizens and cannot support Senator Hawley after his role in what became a dangerous threat to our democracy and freedom. You see, they, they support a variety of voices and viewpoints, just not yours. Josh Hawley had this to say, this could not be more Orwellian. Simon & Schuster is canceling my contract because I was representing my constituents, leading to a debate on the Senate floor on voter integrity, which they had now decided to redefine as sedition. Let me be clear, this is not just a contract dispute. This is a direct assault on the First Amendment. Only approved speech can now be published. This is the left looking to cancel everyone they don't approve of. I will fight this cancel culture with everything I have. We'll see you in court. Now, what should you take from all that? I'm not asking you to individually care about Donald Trump's Twitter account. Half you probably hate Donald Trump's Twitter account. I'm not asking you to care about Josh Hawley's book. I'm really not asking you to care about TSA putting those people in the Capitol building on the no-fly list. This is a message for the politicians and pundits on the right. The people in this society, the people on the right, they are scared. They feel completely surrounded. They feel like the left has them on all sides and the left is closing in. What was Donald Trump to the right? You remember what a phenom he was. He came just out of the blue. The guy comes down the escalator. I mean, I was a huge Ted Cruz guy. I hated Trump in the primary. But you remember what it was. Trump comes down with his his blowhard style and blows everybody out. Remember, it was never even a contest. Trump jumps into this huge primary and he's just slaughtering everybody. And nobody on the right could figure out why. They couldn't figure out why. And then the whiny babies on the right who hated Trump for four years in D.C. still spent four years not being able to figure out why. And now that he's about out of office, you can see all of them saying, oh, thank goodness he's gone. That's over. Trump's gone. Trumpism's over. We got to end all this thing. You know what Trumpism really was? It wasn't about the, the, the cool gold-plated apartment. It wasn't about immigration. It wasn't about a better foreign policy. It wasn't about trade. It wasn't about taxes. It wasn't about regulation. It wasn't about any of those things. Those things mattered. People liked those things. But it wasn't about that. Any one of those candidates could have given you that. What Trumpism really was, was that's the guy who will protect me. That's the guy who will protect me from the left. You thought people were looking for that in 2014, 15, during that primary? What do you think they're going to be looking for as Joe Biden in a Democrat Senate and a Democrat House spends the next four years tearing through this culture like a hot knife through butter? People are going to be desperate. So allow me to tell you guys something. You're not going to purge Trumpism. It's not going away. If you have some desire to lead the right, if you want to be a leader on the right or the leader of the right, and I don't care what you are, a pundit, a governor, a a mayor, a congressman, a senator, whatever your goals are, if you think you're going to lead the right out of this, there is only one thing on your checklist that you must check. If you have it, you can lead. If you don't have it, don't even bother. How are you going to protect the people? How are you going to show the people that you're going to protect them? That's the only thing on the list. After that, I don't care. The people won't care either. I don't care about you. Well, I want a tax at 10% and this one should be at 15. I actually think we should renegotiate. None of that matters. Are you going to protect us or are you not going to protect us? If you're not, go back to the basement. If you are, come on and we'll follow. That was Trumpism. That's what it was. And that's the person who will lead the right going forward. And you know what? All these governors, senators out there, you can already see them licking their chops, eyeing up that presidential nomination in 2024. 
The one who's going to get it's the one who realizes that. And I don't know who that's going to be. I don't know if that's going to be Christy Nome, South Dakota. I don't know if that's going to be my friend Ted Cruz. I don't know if that's going to be Ron DeSantis of Florida, maybe some congressman somewhere. Maybe another businessman rises. Maybe, maybe an outsider comes. Whoever recognizes that, there's your next presidential nominee. There's the next leader of the right. And I'm telling you right now, the establishment types are going to put up 9,000 people who don't realize that, who think people really just want to, they just want to return to how things were. Please sit up. I have a degree from Harvard. Let me tell you how things are supposed to be. They think that's what people were looking for. And man, are they in for a rough surprise. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, I'm not uncomfortable. I use CBD. You see, natural medicines, holistic healing approaches, these things are known, known to help alleviate things that a lot of people struggle with. Anxiety, sleeplessness, joint pain. I'm closing in on 40 myself. You can probably tell by the gray in the beard. And I love natural. I, I prefer natural. That's why I choose CBD. And I don't have to guess anymore whether or not I'm getting quality CBD. Whatever I want, whether it be muscle cream, the, the full-spectrum CBD oil, whatever I want, I can get it at doctorstrustedcbd.com. And since they did the research, they went out and found all the best products, so it's a one-stop shop for me. DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 5% off and a free lip balm. We'll be back. I'm not going to lie to you. I love sports. I could do a sports show every single day. And I know what you're thinking right now. Jesse, you'd be the best at it. You're the best at everything else. And you're totally right. I probably would be. But I'll tell you something. And this is, I have to say this before I go into the athletes losing their minds. I'm kind of bitter about it. I'm bitter about all this Black Lives Matter crap ruining sports for me. I was an NFL freak. Watched every game. I haven't seen a single down this year. I love the NBA, especially the playoffs, the finals. Haven't watched a game. Baseball, too. Go kneel for the flag, bunch of spoiled brat millionaires. I'm bitter that they ruined something that was a fun pastime for me and my sons. It was something we do. But I'm not watching that crap. I'm not supporting that garbage anymore. So I have to, I have to confess my bitterness before I go into this stuff. LeBron James had a response to the Capitol storming. Quote, do you understand now? Gosh. I know the answer to that. You still don't, because no matter what happens, you still won't be, ju won't, won't be judge. Looked that crazy, chained, beaten, hung, shot, hung, shot to death because of the color of your skin. Two Americas with the KKK he has in there. We live in, and it was full at capacity, live and direct yesterday in our, I don't know what that means, yesterday in our, in our nation's capital at the Capitol. All right, I realize that's a lot. That was probably a lot to try to translate and unpack. All you need to know from that is LeBron James is a moron. LeBron James is not only a moron, he's an ungrateful moron. Um, I wake up every single day and I have running water, air conditioning, I make a decent living, wife has food, kids have clothes on their backs. I'm pretty grateful for the opportunities America has given me. Very grateful for them. I like people who are grateful and realize how lucky they are to be here. And I will never, ever, ever understand a millionaire athlete, actor, musician, politician, whatever they are, who luxuriates here. That guy hasn't been on a commercial airliner in decades. Private jets, champagne, caviar, whatever you want, and still looks around and talks about how crappy this country is. Have some appreciation for the country you live in. I certainly do. Or go somewhere else, you ungrateful scum. This is what Draymond Green had to say, brilliant thinker. It just goes to show the police, policing system was built against black people, you know, black and brown people. And that's the reason those reactions are different. That's the reason someone can walk or run or bust their way through or whatever into the speaker of the house office and put their feet on the desk like they're sitting at home on their couch. Stop calling them people protesters. They're terrorists. 
They're not protesters. Protesters is what you saw when we saw 500 National Guard members standing on those same steps when there were black and brown people saying, we just want to be treated equally. That's a protest. And it's shameful, you know, to, to keep calling them protesters. Not protesters, they're terrorists. Police were built for black and brown people. Look, let's let's even say you believe that. Parents, that is such an unhealthy thing to teach your children about life. That is such an unhealthy view of the world. What is wrong with these people? And, and you want to talk about double standards? How many Black Lives Matter protesters were killed by police over the summer as they torched America's cities with their domestic terrorism? Don't bother looking it up, number zero. There was one violent act by Trump protesters. There's already one of those people dead. You're right, it's not equal. And you know why it's not equal? Because every person in America came out and condemned that storming of the Capitol, and yet virtually everybody in the system came out and praised scumbag Black Lives Matter while they torched our cities, Nancy Pelosi included. I'm not one of those people who's wedded to, oh, a statue to somebody someplace is an important thing. Uh, I don't, again, if the community doesn't want the statue there, the statue shouldn't be there. Uh, I, that doesn't diminish my pride in my Italian-American heritage and the fact that uh, it was a country discovered by an Italian name for an Italian-American, Vespucci. Uh, so I have that pride. Uh, but. I don't care that much about statues. Shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People do what they do. People do what they do. Oh, it wasn't only Nancy Pelosi. Here's your now vice president, Kamala Harris. I know that there are protests still happening in yes. major cities across the United States. I'm just not seeing the reporting on it that I that right, I had that's right. for the first few weeks. That's um, right. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's they're not. This is a movement. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. And and everyone beware because they're not going to stop. It is going to. They're not going to stop before election day in November, and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be. Everyone should take note of that on both levels. That this isn't. They're not going to let up, and they should not. And we should not. They're not going to let up, and they should not. Man, that's so weird. How how that got the praise of everybody. Oh, it wasn't It wasn't only Kamala Harris. It, it went on and on and on. I have, oh, here, remember when Maxine Waters said this? This is how calm they wanted things under Trump's presidency. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Hmm, that sounds like they really wanted peace and unity, right? Remember what Chris Cuomo had to say about the Black Lives Matter riots? Now, too many see the protests as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets. Persistent and poisonous inequities and injustice. And please... Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Here's how MSNBC covered the Black Lives Matter domestic terrorism. I, I, I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it, is not, uh, it is not, generally speaking, unruly. But fires have been started. Not unruly as somebody's business burns to the ground behind him. All right. I want better people in office. You want better people in office. We can't just wish that. We have to actually back them with money. But uh, it's going to be difficult to know who, right? Well, Mammoth Nation knows who. They know the people who share our values. You can save money while sending money to candidates. How about that? You see, when you join Mammoth Nation, $19 a year, by the way. That's I'm not making that up. $19 a year. You join Mammoth Nation... You get discounts on travel, shopping, telehealth, a whole variety of, variety of things. Where's that money go? Candidates running for office who believe what you and I believe. It's that good. You can save money while funding candidates running for office. 
Go to mammothnation.com slash jesse. That's mammothnation.com slash jesse. I'll be back. Joining me now, reporter from Breitbart News and host of the Kyle Olson Show. Kyle Olson, Kyle, I want to read you this. Donald Trump says he's, quote, to all those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. What do we make of the final days of the Trump presidency? What are we supposed to make of the four years of Trump presidency? A presidency, I'll admit, I have loved. Obviously, it's been pretty rocky in recent days. What are we supposed to think about everything? Well, I think if you take the totality of his record, of uh, the things that he's been able to accomplish, it's, it's been really incredible. You know, you look at the economy, for example, prior to the pandemic, um, record low unemployment, you know, the, the economy was just humming along, things were great. And uh, his administration, of course, was, was dealt the hand of the coronavirus. And so Vice President Pence was, was dealing with that. Um, and, and what was interesting about the coronavirus was he really sort of deferred to a lot of the states um, you know, Michigan, where I live, Gretchen Whitmer, and, and all of that. And so, you know, looking at what happened this week, um, obviously there is zero excuse for what happened at the Capitol. But if you look at Trumpism and you look at what the president was able to accomplish in his four years as president, I, I think there's a lot to speak for. I, I think his foreign policy is, one, extremely underrated, and two, I think it's part of the reason the system hated him so much. I, I think his position on trade, his position on China, his position on, I mean, coming back from Afghanistan, these things seemed to enrage all the powers that be to the point they just couldn't take it anymore. Well, and I think, um, you know, the, the thousands of people that were in Washington for the Stop the Steal rally and the people across the country that would go to his rallies that were, you know, turn out to vote for him and everything. I mean, because don't forget, he got 63 million votes four years ago, and he got more than 10 million votes beyond that this year and, and potentially even more. So there were a lot of people that rallied to his side. And because he spoke to um, he spoke to issues and causes and beliefs that the you know the uh, the mainstream Republicans in Washington and across the country have just ignored for years, he tapped into people's concerns. He listened to them and he acted on that in his America First agenda. Kyle, I, I've been arguing. I, I opened my show arguing that people think, especially in the D.C. area, people think that uh, on the right. They think that Trumpism's about gone and Trump's gone and we're going to move past this. And what I told him was Trumpism is just the people wanting someone who will protect them from a left they view as vicious and they view as everywhere. And the next leader of the right is going to be whoever promises to protect the people. Exactly. And, and people, because again, you go back to the election and look at the coalition that he created. Um, it was a lot of union people in Michigan and Ohio and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, across the country. Um, his numbers in, in terms of black support increased, Hispanic support increased. He created a coalition unlike any Republican in our lifetimes, maybe with the exception of President Reagan, was able to do. And so the, the thought that the Republican Party is just going to throw that aside, um, it seems to me like that would be a huge mistake because, again, the president tapped into beliefs and emotions and concerns that I think a majority of Americans have. Kyle, what are we supposed to make of big tech? Obviously, it's, we know what they just did to Donald Trump. They've, they virtually wiped him off big, uh, all the platforms. I think they're coming for you. I think they're coming for me. I think they're coming for anybody on the right over the next four years. I, I think they're going to get super aggressive now. Well, and I think we're seeing that, especially this week. I mean, we just saw today Brandon Strzok in the walkaway campaign. They were wiped off of Facebook for doing nothing. Um, and so that that is going to continue. And so the question is, how is that dealt with? Is that dealt with uh, through regulation? Is it dealt through dealt with through legislation? Um, are there alternatives like Parler and, and others? Um, that that is, I think, really sort of the big debate because 
you know, if, if Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of these platforms, if they're able to wipe off the president of the United States, they can take out any of us. What's the solution? I, I, I really struggle with a solution for it. I mean, I'm, I'm such a small government guy. I don't, I, don't, I don't want the National Guard to storm into Facebook's headquarters. At the same time, if they're seizing the means of communication, I mean, we wouldn't let the left take over the phone lines. What are we supposed to do about this, Kyle? Well, and that's really sort of the dilemma, isn't it? Because I, I agree with you. You know, I, I think, well, should there be more regulation? Well, I'm, I'm personally, I'm sort of opposed to that. Should there be more rules and laws and everything? No, but the, but the, the trouble here is, is that these are massive companies that are operating like government. And, and some people would say they actually have more power than the government does. And so that is really sort of the dilemma here. And so uh, do we sort, is there a way to kind of unwind all of this and go back to a time where we're communicating where there isn't social media? Um, I don't know, but it's, it's a very troubling situation where uh, you have the situation where it's not just uh, the social media companies, but it's banks and it's uh, website hosting companies and it's publishers. You know, we saw the story this week of, of Senator Hawley, who uh, Simon & Schuster decided to just cancel his book. And when you have a society operating like that, where they are censoring people because of their political positions, because of their beliefs, it's a very troubling time. What can people do? I, I, I get so many emails now, especially you know, since Biden won. I get so many emails about how scared people are. What can they do? What should people be focused on right now? Because look, let's be honest, it's going to suck. That there's Biden, they have the Senate, and they have the House. Right. Well, I mean, I think that what what people need to do is they need to find alternatives. So again, if it you know maybe parlor or uh, there are other, uh, Regnery now, there's, there's speculation and, and Regnery, uh, which is a book, book publishing company, they indicated that they would be interested in, in the Josh Hawley book. So I think that conservatives need to find alternatives and work through those channels, build those channels up uh, to try and reach people and communicate that way because relying on Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook and Jack Dorsey and Twitter and all of these companies that are controlled by leftists, um, those are not reliable platforms. And so if you're building your reputation, if you're building your identity on those sorts of platforms professionally, um, and they just come and just delete those, uh, that's a major problem. Um, but then of course, personally, if you have, if you're just espousing beliefs, and, and it's just that, you know, for example, I mean, you take Senator Hawley. He basically was saying, I think that there should be election integrity and I'm going to challenge the results from these various states because we need to have a debate. We need to air the evidence to make sure that, you know, there are changes made, that there is justice and there is truth. And Simon & Schuster just deletes the book. Um, I mean, is that the way we're going to operate now? But but one of my frustrations about what happened this week in, in Washington at the Capitol was that was the moment there were going to be at least six states where senators and Republicans were going to object to the results. And that provided the opportunity to air the information, air the uh, the evidence in front of the mainstream media where they couldn't ignore it. And instead, you had these people come in and they took over the Capitol, shut the whole process down. And then once the once the process restarted, you had all these senators and representatives who dropped off from challenging. This, the whole process just sailed through in the middle of the night. And so then there's people like me in Michigan who are saying, what are we going to do to fix our election? Because what happened in Detroit at the TCF Center, what happened with absentee ballots, that's no way to run an election. The laws were not followed. The rules were not followed. That's not a way to run the election. So what is going to happen now? How do we restore people's faith in the election process? I, I, I don't see the Democrats taking a bunch of steps from this point forward to make sure people have that faith. But can they? Will they? Well, I, I think that there needs to be maximum transparency and, and clarity about what the rules are. And if people aren't following the rules, then there needs to be justice for that. Again, going back to Michigan, 
You look at what happened at what uh, what happened in Detroit, where signatures weren't being verified, where ballots, according to the individuals who testified testified before the legislative committee, and signed affidavits, they said there were ballots that were from the primary election were fed through the ballot uh, through the machine during the general election. Um, there were ballots where the dates were changed. There were all sorts of policies and procedures and rules not being followed. That has to be dealt with. And the legislature is going through that process where they're doing that investigation. But you take you know, this situation in Michigan, you have a Democrat governor, you have a Democrat attorney general, you have a Democrat secretary of state. The secretary of state is doesn't believe there was any sort of fraud. The attorney general doesn't believe there was any, like any sort of fraud, um, which it just is defies common sense. And so if you don't have leaders who are willing to be transparent and open and investigate, then the frustration and the anger is going to continue. Kyle Olson, thank you so much, my man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Do you understand what it would be like to walk in your home tonight and tell your spouse, honey, pack up your stuff. We're being evicted tomorrow. You picture that moment. Well, that's not some ugly scene out of a movie. That's happening in the United States of America because of home title theft. You have to get that. Your home title's online. It's nothing for them to hack into it and get it. Forge your signature on it and then take a loan out against it. And once, once they do that, they're going to take off with the money. And you're going to start getting notices in the mail. And what are you going to do with them? Well, I didn't take out a loan. You're going to throw it away, right? I would, of course. And then eventually you're going to get evicted from your home. Or you will finally catch it. It'll cost you tens of thousands of dollars in lawyer fees to get the thing unwound. Or you could just go to Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock will detect any tampering and stop it immediately. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code RADIO. That'll get you 30 days of free protection. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back. Violence is absolutely sedition, and it's traitorous, and even the suggestion of it should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. How much have you seen that over the past couple days, since that whole thing at the Capitol? It's everywhere now, right? Violence? This, this is violence. We can't do that. Well, that's weird, because I remember the now president-elect Joe Biden saying things like this. They asked me, would I like to debate this gentleman? I said, no. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Hmm. To talk about that and other things, author and columnist from American Greatness, Julie Kelly. Julie, I, um, I didn't forget about the last four years. I didn't forget about the rhetoric, the looting, the burning, the murdering of Trump supporters. We don't even talk about that. We have Trump supporters murdered in the streets for their own beliefs. And now... It's you and I were the terrorists. Right. Funny how that happened. I mean, the rules just changed so quickly. It's hard to keep up with them, but I'm glad you played that clip. And, of course, there are several instances where Joe Biden threatens to uh, physically assault the president, at, who was the president at the time. He did it continually on the campaign trail. And as you remember, he also confronted voters who dared to challenge him on his son's overseas business dealings. He got in the face of reporters. Um, so, you know, if they're going to go down this path where you can't say anything remotely incendiary or threatening, uh, I think Joe Biden's going to have a tough time keeping a lid on himself after January 20th. What is Joe Biden, Julie? I mean, look, we, you and I, I, look, I know, I personally, it's fun to poke fun at him now and then because he's an idiot and he's losing his mind and his wife kind of controls the thing there. But what is he? Is he a radical? Is he a moderate? What, what could we expect out of a Biden presidency? Obviously, it's not ideal they have the Senate and House. What, what are we going to have from this guy? So I think my friend Lee Smith, the great author, I'm sure he, you're uh, friends with him as well, calls him the Obama avatar. And so we can already see how Joe Biden is regurgitating so many people from the Obama administration. Of course, as you know, Barack Obama is the first president, I think, in 100 years who never left Washington, D.C. He stayed right there and 
kind of formed the shadow White House. So he really has been and will be pulling the strings. So I think Joe Biden will just go along with whatever his bestie tells him to do. You know, they'll have their little bracelets again. And, you know, uh, Barack Obama will, will tell Joe to the extent that he can what to do, who to pick, what policies to go forward with, what executive orders to sign. I mean, this is basically going to be the third term of the Obama administration. Uh, obviously, the executive order portion is going to be really, really crappy by any account. But legislation, in general, no matter what, as president, you have the political capital to get one big piece of legislation through. Trump used his on tax cuts. Barack Obama used his on the ACA. Where do you think Biden goes? Climate, guns, where do you think he goes? I think his number one priority will be a multi-trillion dollar bailout for the blue states that are bankrupt. Of course, we're talking about New York, New Jersey, my home state of Illinois, California. So this is part of the whole lockdown strategy to further bankrupt these states, which is hard to do. Um, but this is going to be the first order of business to bail out these states, uh, continue to bankrupt our own kids' and grandchildren's future, and pay off the massive public pe pension debt that these states just simply cannot dig themselves out of. And the cover will be another COVID stimulus or some kind of mitigation for all the economic damage from uh, the COVID lockdown. So I, I'm guessing that will be his first uh, legislative uh, proposal. Julie, what are we supposed to think about the difference between the media coverage of all the Black Lives Matter stuff versus the storming of that Capitol the other day. I mean, friends of mine that I on the right are so angry how that was presented versus how the Black Lives Matter thing was presented. It's not that they're defending the Capitol. They just remember. I mean, I, I remember it was that was people civil rights like a month ago. That's what it was. Well, the media, of course, thinks that we're all stupid because we're Trump supporters. So, of course, we have an IQ of like 65, but we actually are very smart people. We're very aware of the hypocrisy that we've seen, not just Black Lives Matter and Antifa, but really over the past four years. And, you know, Jesse, let's think about what was going on four years ago as we were lectured by Mark Zuckerberg and others about this peaceful transfer of power. Think of what was going down four years ago to the day when uh, Obama's uh, FBI director was alarming, trying to rattle Donald Trump about the most salacious claims in the dossier. They were leaking that to CNN. They were publishing the dossier in BuzzFeed. They started this whole Russian collusion thing to delegitimize Trump's election. But here we are, four years later, getting lectured, as we've been lectured repeatedly. But of course, there's always a double standard. People recognize the hypocrisy. I mean, those images of what happened over the summer are fresh in people's minds. Furthermore, you have thousands of business people who still have their their livelihoods burnt to the ground in major cities across the country based on what BLM and Antifa did. And the tell was that Barack, excuse me, Barack, Barack Biden, um, that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris brought it up themselves first because they know that we recognize the hypocrisy. So they tried to spin it, but what they actually did was just open themselves up to the ridicule they deserved because, of course, they didn't condemn it. They they actually stoked that violence for months. Julie, what should we be hopeful about right now? Uh, people are down. I mean, it's obviously not ideal. We lost the presidency. We lost the Senate. We just had a big, ugly incident in the Capitol. People are, are down. What's there to feel good about right now politically? So I think we're underestimating what a debacle the Democratic Party is as well. Um, and so you're going to have this far radical left who's already irritated that Joe Biden is not appointing enough of their people to top cabinet positions. Um, so you also have moderates in the House who are very upset, who almost lost their races because of the squad and people like AOC. So they're going to be a little reluctant to go along with that far left uh, agenda. Furthermore, I mean, the Democrats have a very slim majority in both chambers, as you know. So they are going to have uh, quite a you-know-what show on their hands, too. So I think we should sit back, uh, see what's going to happen after Joe Biden is in the White House, um, because they, they already have a lot of infighting going on, and it's only going to get worse once he's in the White House. So there. Does that cheer you up? Is it that actually did? It cheered me up a lot. I, I can't wait to see just a gigantic cat fight in the house, especially between AOC and her branch and Pelosi. But I mean, let's be honest, 
AOC is the future. I, I realize she's a moron, but Nancy Pelosi's 8,000 years old and AOC is not. That wing is the young wing. They are the future, right? Or am I wrong? I think that they have been, uh, had their wings cut back a little bit because they definitely were a weight on the Democratic Party. And that's why the Republicans picked up so many House seats. All of the toss-up seats went for Republicans because of people like AOC. And so you saw that after the election, some of the moderate Democrats who were venting in that uh, conference call that got leaked that they were very outraged that they didn't fight back more on the socialism uh, messaging that was coming out of the squad. So she seems a little bit more, um, shall I say, chagrined than she was when they were first elected. Nancy Pelosi, you're right. I mean, you watch her speak. I don't even know what she's saying. I don't know what Joe Biden is saying. I don't know what anyone's saying. But um, so this is going to be I think we should look forward to enjoying kind of this humorous people trying to govern because, as you know, Jesse, Democrats are really good at campaigning. They're really good at stealing elections. They're really good at manipulating all of the ballots that they need. They're not very good at governing. I mean, all you have to do is look back to 2009, 2010, see what happened after that. So let's hope for a repeat. China. Can Joe Biden reverse everything Donald Trump did with China? Because I, I view that as not only national security, just for the American worker himself. I, I think that was vital stuff. Can Joe Biden make all that go away day one? I think he can, but he's already signaled that he won't because people have made China such a big issue. And of course, his family's ties to China will make it that much more difficult. So he's already indicated, of course, that, that he's going to take that a little bit slowly. You also see him backpedaling on immigration because as we were warned, uh, Re uh, Republican Representative Andy Biggs said there were 200,000 illegals prepared to breach the border uh, after January, thinking that Joe Biden was going to welcome them with open arms. And you already see that he's not he has no plans to rescind a lot of those of Trump's immigration orders also. So for a lot of their bluster, I do think to your point, um, the bailouts, the climate obviously is a big issue. We already saw big giveaways in the, um, in the COVID stimulus bill to climate activists. Unfortunately, that has support on both sides of the aisle. So yes, we're gonna see a rollback of regulations, climate, et cetera. But for the bigger picture things, trade and immigration, um, I think that's where maybe the moderates and even people like Joe Biden and his cabinet might push back a little bit because both issues will cause major problems, political problems. Julie Kelly, outstanding as always. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks, Jesse. Have a great weekend. You too. We're not quite done yet. Hang on. Remember I told you we had merch now yesterday? Remember all the anti-communist t-shirts and hoodies and stuff like that I showed you yesterday? Oh, oh, it gets even better. We still have anti-communist t-shirts and hoodies and long sleeve t-shirts and coffee mugs and trucker hats. But they also let me do something else. We have a brand new shirt out today. We have Kamala Harris on the front of it, and it says Land of the Free, and it has Elizabeth Warren on the back of it, and it says Home of the Brave. As you can see, we have tank tops. We have a gigantic list. Go to thefirsttv.com slash store, thefirsttv.com slash store. There's plenty of merch there. Go enjoy yourself. Become an anti-communist with me. We'll see you next week. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. Uh, these stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, Call 888-845-3773.
That's 888-84-JESSE or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. Mayo served our nation for over seven years before he was catastrophically injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you <laughs> in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse.